Hello, people of the universe. In today's episode, again, I'm sitting down with our team member, Colby Stacy to talk about fear and how to rise above it. Enjoy. Hi, this is Amir Zogi, speaker, coach, and aerobatic pilot. I'm on a mission to inspire, move, and transform people's lives. This is the Wisdom, Truth, and Freedom podcast, where I share mind-blowing insights about spirituality, self-actualization, and transcending those limiting mindsets in order to live an unlimited lifestyle and to make a dent in the universe. And I was talking to my husband last night about, you know, what would he what would he do? You know, what would stop him from doing what he loves to do? And and he said he'd need to be guaranteed he wouldn't fail. So this fear of failure, I wanted to find out from you how do we how do we overcome that? What do we do with that? Yeah, it's probably the biggest thing that holds us back uh, to using our limitless mind, our mind that really is infinite. We we limit it uh, because of fear, because fear takes up so much capacity within our own mind. Uh, so, yep, it's a it's a big one. But here's the thing: let's break this down. Like most people will have a fear of failure in 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 some way, and. Uh, for me, I always say that if you, you know, just my throwaway line, you know, um, and, and we can dissect this in, in more detail, but it's success doesn't come without failure. Uh, anyone who's ever achieved and accomplished great things has had more failures. We know that. Let's not be silly, right? And the problem is what most people see is the success only or most what they most choose to see, right? Because people will openly share if they've achieved great things and great success. They will openly share about all the failures. But sometimes people don't want to hear about that, right? So success, you know, like failure is part of it. And I know people still, that, that doesn't make it easy because you're like, well, I still don't want to fail. Um, the, th- the thing is that if you're worried about failing, y- you need to find something bigger, you know, like you, you, the, what you're after, what you're looking to create, what you're looking to do has got to be so big that it drowns the, the, the vibration or the sound or the feeling of fear. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're worried about failing, find something big enough worth failing for. Because if it's big enough, number one, Suddenly you're like, you know what? I don't care if I fail. I need to do this. I need to give this. I, I just so believe in this. Do you understand? So my, my first throwaway line is, hey, go find something bigger, right? Or get very clear around what it is that you love so that, you know, you start to feel the grandness, the, the bigness of the very thing that you enjoy or the very thing that you love. To go more detail about that, let's break down this thing called fear. They say that the number one fear we have as human beings is the fear of what? Public speaking. Yes, pub, public speaking. This is, the, this, is, this is studies, right? This is not just someone just throwing that out there. 
As human beings, our number one fear is public speaking. Do you know what the second biggest fear is? Death. Yes. It's the fear of death. The fear of death is the number two. So we are more afraid of public speaking than we are of dying. Now, let's put the fear of death aside for a sec and let's focus on why number one is the fear of public speaking. Now, here's the thing. It's not public speaking that we're afraid of. See, what happens is you and I are just sitting here, we're talking right now, but you start to think about all the different people that might be listening to this and thinking if they like this or not, right? What starts to happen, right? Well, yeah, right? I mean, you started to doubt, right? So that's what happens, right? When you go up on stage, there's not one person that can judge you. There's maybe a hundred or a thousand, or maybe you're a celebrity and you have millions of followers, you see, so it doesn't matter if you're on stage, but just being in the public eye, being open for more people to judge you, that's what we're afraid. So the number one fear is not the fear of, of public speaking. The number one fear is the fear of rejection. Because if people judge you, how do you feel? Rejected, right? And I'd like to go f- even deeper and say that it's actually not the fear of rejection either. It's the fear of not being loved. Because what, is, what happens when people reject you? You feel unloved. Here's the other thing. Fear of failure. What's the biggest thing, just generally speaking, right? If someone has got a fear of failure... What's the biggest thing they're concerned about when they experience failure? Not being loved. Well, maybe, right? And let me, there's two trains of thought. Well, I lost my money. Well, um, you, know, I'll, you know, I put everything in. Like, there could be that thought. Like, you know, you don't want to fail because you don't want to lose what you've got, right? Some people, I think generally human beings do more to hold on to what they've got than to go after something new. All right? So that's one, one school of thought. The other school of thought is what people will think about them. Let's be honest. If you fail, what will your wife think about you? What would people, your colleagues, your friends, like you failed, man, <laughs> right? What do you feel? You feel judged. It's very, very same, same, but different, if you know what I mean. Do you know? It's really your, your, the, the fear of failure is the fear of getting judged. Like, if you could fail and no one could know about it, would you take that option? 100%. Well, there you go. Why? Because you just, you know, you're, you're happy to have the failure on your own. Right? If no one knows about it, then no one can fucking judge you. So just understand, these fear, the fear of public speaking, the fear of failure, both stem from the fear of being rejected, which stems from the fear of not being loved. 
So one of the greatest ways to overcome this fear is number one, go and find something that is worth failing for. Number two, grow yourself. Grow who you are. Because what happens is that, A, number one, if you go and pursue something that's worth failing for, find something bigger, what happens? Your mind becomes bigger, becomes more expanded. The fear doesn't become bigger. You, know, you might think to yourself, well, shit, no, because the bigger it is, the, the bigger the fear becomes. No, no, you're still focused on the fear. If you're focused on something bigger, the feeling is, I don't care if I'm afraid. I don't, I don't care if there is a possibility of failing. You know, why did that happens when I was a kid? You know, my first business, I failed, funnily enough, right? But I didn't care if I failed, right? And if I did care, I probably would have never done it. But then you think to yourself, well, if you never did it, you would save yourself from experiencing failure. But that failure led me to the next business, you see. And the next business, I started to become thinking bigger. Do you know what happened in the next business? I failed again. And then you think to yourself, well, if you didn't, if you, if you just, if you just listen to your fear, you'd never be in that situation. Do you know what happened with the third business? Do you know what happened with the fourth business? They all succeeded. Do you know what happens with, with everything that I do these days? I mean, do you, do you know what I mean? Like it, it changes the game. I won't say everything will work out, but I'm not experiencing like a, a feeling of, oh my God, I'm, I'm at the verge of extinction. I'm not going to survive here. Do you know what I mean? So if you don't have something big enough worth failing for, you go become bigger yourself. That's where you're really putting the big boy pants on because it's about self-actualization. It's about you connecting with more of who you are, you finding your purpose, you finding what you're about, you finding what you stand for. Because again, that is something bigger. The fear will stay small. My uh, perfect reference point of this I may share is when I was a when I was a kid I had my first job oh, I don't know maybe I was 14 13 something like that and it was a paper run I had my bicycle and uh, as a, a little my, my little entrepreneur of mine went stole a milk crate from one of the local uh, uh, milk shop milk 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 shop Milk bar, that's the word. And we don't have milk bars anymore. It's 7-Elevens, right? So back then it was a milk bar. So I went and stole one of these crates and uh, I uh, wired it <laughs> to my bicycle. And, uh, you know, I think I paid 30 bucks to go and deliver X amount of, you know, lo the local newspaper. And uh, there's two points on this paper run that I would never forget that taught me a big lesson. And one of the points was this this street which was a dead end a cul-de-sac you know and because it was a dead end it became darker it, it was quite frightening right um so here i am i go there and it just becomes dark it was more leafy you know it, it became darker and what made it even worse was right the the darkest part of the street there was this big doverman like 
and it would come every time. It would hear me from down the street, and he would be coming to the to the fence, rah, rah, growling. Now I know he can't escape the fence, but there's a thought of what if he does, right? But the the thing is, the point is, here he is, and I'm I'm like I can feel like my skin jumping off my body, like I was like shitting myself, and uh, I would jump the put the paper and and run, right? Um, and but the Doverman's there, and he's growling, and he's just. You know, you can see his fangs and he's like, wah, 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 right? So at the very end of my paper run, I'd come back to my street, Chilton, Chilton Road, I think it was called. And, uh, and there was this big house, you know, with the nice big fences, right? And uh, the pearly fences, as they say. And there was this little, I don't know, I think it was a Chih Tzu or Chihuahua, right? And he would always come to greet me with his thanks as I would arrive closer. Right? Same look, same fangs, drooling, you know, eyes popping out, exactly the same. But I wasn't afraid. Why? Because it's a little chihuahua. You see? I gave the paper, almost wanted to go, come here, little fella, let me make it all right for you. That's the thing with fear. When we have fear... And it embodies us. It's like the big Doverman, the big German Shepherd, right? Whatever dog you're scared of, it's there, it's growling. But if you find something big enough worth failing for, or better yet, you find a deeper connection with yourself, with your why, and what you stand for, that guard dog becomes a chihuahua because you're bigger now. You're operating from a bigger, larger, more expanded mindset. The fear doesn't get bigger. It stays small. It's still growling like, you know, eyes popping, but it's a chihuahua. Do you know what I mean? It still will speak, but it doesn't embody you. It doesn't determine your thoughts or, worse, influence your decisions or hold you back. It's just the chihuahua. So for that, that's why I say go find something big enough worth failing for because that helps you think bigger, see bigger, become bigger. And if you want to keep that bigness, do the, do the real hard work. Find out who you are. Find, grow your connection with yourself. Find your why. Find why you're alive. Find your true purpose. Find out who you really are and what you stand for. And then watch out world. So fear isn't something that we get rid of. It's not something that is uh, something we can move past and it never comes back. It's always with us. It's just not what is driving us. You know, I'm glad you said that because that's what happens when people experience fear. The, the first response um, is to actually get rid of it. How can I get rid of this fear? The problem with that is that you are responding to fear with fear. It's like me being the fire brigade, right? And I come to a fire and I respond to the fire burning down the house with a, with another fire that's how crazy that is 
Uh, you don't want to be doing that. Uh, you don't want to be responding with fear from fear, right? So uh, when you're afraid, you don't want to be responding or if a better word is reacting out of fear. So the, the part of you that wants to get rid of the fear is the part of you that's reacting. And it's reacting out of fear. So you're adding fuel to the fire or fire to the fire, if you, if you know what I mean. So it's not about that. It's, it's, it's about becoming larger. It's about rising. It's about becoming bigger. What helps you rise is having something bigger than you, right? Finding something worth failing for or finding yourself and what you stand for. That's what helps you rise. You know, people say the acronym of fear. Do you know what they say it stands for? You don't. Oh, it's very well known, Colby. Uh, acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. Okay? Now, my favorite acronym of fear is not false evidence appearing real, although I love that one and it's very well known. My favorite one is face everything and rise or forget everything and run and that's what i'm what i'm what i'm talking to you about is you face everything but you rise what are you rising you're rising above the fear you're not fighting the fear you're not trying to get rid of the fear we will all have fear it's supportive for who we are right and there's all different types of fear you know but the biggest fear that we spoke about is the fear of failure and fear of rejection uh, fear of not being loved, if you like, but if you rise above that, the fear becomes, the fear stays small. It doesn't rise with you. It just becomes the chihuahua. That's my favorite acronym. You know, I was just thinking about some people um, that I've heard speak recently that were talking about how um, they use their fear to motivate them. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? I get that. I get that. And you hear a lot of athletes in particular like the the fear of failure is, is so great and they use that to motivate them and that's the, the key word here is that they're using that fear to motivate them to not fail right and that's the thing about you know motivation and inspiration because what i'm talking to you about it it ignites your inspiration and inspiration is very different from motivation Motivation is externally influenced, right? You're thinking about the failure you might have externally and what people will think of you and how you will be unloved and all that stuff that we just spoke about. And then that creates a motivation in order for you to do well so you can avoid that, right? Inspiration is different. Inspiration is something that has touched you or I don't want to make this sound too woo woo but it's something that has arisen from within you to be given birth to the world you see outside of you do you know and it's a complete different thing one you're rising above the fear one you're using the fear but the fear is still there you still live with it and even though you use the fear to drive you or to motivate you when you get to that outcome and result, the question I have is, do you still have that fear? Right? I beg to say yes. 
right? And what happens is when you get that outcome and result, you try to then replicate it. You see someone who wins the gold medal and then suddenly they get a little bit sad, sad, depressed, if you know what I mean, right? Because they can't replicate it. So they, f- they still live with the fear. Or you attain what you want. In your, you know, you're driven by, by the fear of failure and you're an entrepreneur and you attain great things. But you can never experience the great things for the greatness that they have for you. You experience the controlling of those great things because now you'll have a fear of losing it. What if someone takes this away from me? You see, so it, I get it. I get it. It's, and, and people use it to, to motivate themselves. Um, but inspiration is, is something that, you know, it, it, it's about you rising above the fear, right? And then what you really want to accomplish comes through you. It's about what you, what you, want, what you feel moved to do rather than what you should do, okay? Well, what's the difference right there? I mean, someone's listening to this. Tell me what's the difference. What do you feel? How do you feel different when you feel moved to do something versus, well, I should because if I don't, I'll fail? There's your answer right there. It's a different force, right? One becomes a bit more effortful, Right? And it doesn't mean you won't create results for it. It just means it becomes effortful. One becomes effortless. And again, effortless doesn't mean there's no work involved. It's just as much as work as the other person. But the soul is free to soar. You feel alive in all the work that you're doing. Where the other one, you're getting, it's getting darker and darker and darker. Very, very slowly. Very, very slowly. But it's, uh, that's the two different forces. One is you're using love, the other one you're using fear. So if you've felt something from what I've shared and you want to have a deeper connection and understanding and awareness of who you truly are, I'd really suggest that you head on over to my website and actually receive my gift to you, my WTF experience. This entire program is dedicated for you to have a direct experience of your greater infinite self. So just head on over to my website, amirzogi.com forward slash WTF.